0: What's up guys, it's Ace Coleman here with the Champion Blueprint Podcast, and today's guest is Parker Baker. Parker is from winter, South Dakota, and he has had an extremely good indoor season as an amateur. Um, That includes third place at the Rushmore Rumble, first place at Lancaster in Men's Open, and first place in the compound flights at Vegas. So, Parker, how's your day going? Uh, It's been
1: going pretty good, honestly. Uh, weather's good to where, you know, just nothing to complain about.
0: Yeah, I get to shoot some 3D outside, get ready for Foley in a couple of weeks, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and get started with, like, you being introduced to archery. So how did that take place?
1: Um, okay. Originally, I used to do 4-H and I was in 4-H forever and I was actually super against shooting archery. I thought it was just stupid. And I did mainly like gun stuff like air rifle, air pistol, 22 rifle, 22 pistol, stuff like that. And Maybe when I was 14 or 15, I think maybe no, definitely 14 or 13, 15. I actually finally decided to get my own bow and shoot. And I, I going into it, I was super square minded about archery, like, I just didn't like it at all. I hated it actually. I thought it was so below every other <laughs> kind of shoot sport, uh, and I thought it was just dumb at that point of my life. But I got into it from Wade McClanahan. And that's how that's how I really got into archery.
0: Yeah, so, so Wade, Wade is a good friend of Parker's and mine. Um so that kind of leads us to our next question, which is um, who has been a good coach that's helped you in archery? And I'm sure Wade is definitely that guy. He is an archery coach. Um tell us a little bit about how Wade has helped you with your shooting?
1: Um, everything, uh, up until I joined your podcast, uh, your, uh, uh, champion archer Academy. Uh, he was the only, only coach I've had up until that point. And he's taught every up, everything up till there. He's taught me everything like everything I've ever needed to know he's the. without him I wouldn't even be close to where I am today I he has got me through everything and it, it big big shout out to that guy I mean I really really wouldn't be anywhere near in life I wouldn't without him it's been right big big part on him
0: yeah, so Wade is um he's a good friend of mine as well and he's actually in Champion Archer Academy and we actually have coaching calls pretty regular regularly where we um just bounce ideas off each other but um yeah and he actually shoots in the pro class as well in NFAA USA and in the ASA in the known class. So but yeah, as far as um, preparation for the Rushmore Rumble, uh, what did that look like? And uh, like early in the preseason, what were some challenges that you had that you had to quickly um, fix? I, I have some right off the top of my head that I'd like to discuss, but from your perspective, what were some challenges that you had early in the season
1: before Rushmore that you had to fix? um main my i'd say my main one would be my home. i had a really hard time holding going into rushmore rumble well right before that i got isaac bedford's mods to increase my holding weight and i think that was really one of the biggest things that change that I did pre-season that really excelled me. I've never really messed with holding weight up until that point all that much, and doing that really, really excelled my shooting ability. Uh,
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, a lot of people like you're shooting a Matthews TRX 40? Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, you have your mods 70%, 75%, and 80s, I assume. Um, yeah. Yeah, so what did these mods do for you that um, the current mods couldn't do for you?
1: Uh, mainly, really, really increase the holding weight. Like, I was shooting the 75s before, and then I switched to the 70Vs and added these mo- the, the mods and really increased my holding weight by like a ton. It was, I had maybe somewhere, I, I didn't know the exact number, somewhere between 16 to 18 pounds of holding weight. And then my final number was, I think around 24.2 or three pounds of holding weight. And that really... I, I didn't know how well I would do with that big of a jump, but it, it it was a huge part, huge part with helping me hold giant part. I couldn't believe it, but you know, that's my own without changing any of the holding weight stuff, not worrying about it up until that point, until, until I was in one of the calls at champion Archer Academy that I was told, Hey, try changing your holding weight. I'm like, I probably should do that.
0: Wow. Um, Yeah. So, um, that is a huge thing. Like in all of our coaching calls, if someone has a low hold nine times out of 10, I'll tell them maybe your holding weights too low or you have too much stabilizer weight, assuming that your draw length is set pretty well and you have decent form. So yeah. yeah, 24 pounds of holding weight, that's a ton, but, um, We'll go into some of the details as to why you like that. But, um, Parker has like 18, it's like 18 up front. And how much in the back?
1: 36.
0: Yeah. 36 ounces. It's a very heavy bow, 24 pounds of holding weight. Holds that like, like nothing. Probably probably aims super well. Yeah. And before then I'm, I'm guessing you had a lot of up and down misses. Yes.
1: I, that's what I mainly used to miss was low, mainly Whoa. low. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was my, so, uh, <clears throat> that was my big prom. One, one other thing that I completely forgot that I changed was I switched to a thumb button right, right before I used to be a big hinge guy. And then I got that Stan Onyx clicker and the, I had gotten that one and the Onyx hinge, and I didn't like the hinge all that much, so I switched that clicker, and I was like, well, maybe I'll try this out for a while. Well, it turns out, that works very well. And then increasing my holding weight with that button, it was, that was the money.
0: Yeah, it so was... a lot of people um, like that watched the Lancaster Finals, you said that you shot the clicker, and they were trying to figure out the announcers. Greg White, I think, was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um but but they're trying to figure out if you're punching or not. And uh we'll go a little bit into that. So how do you shoot this Onyx clicker release?
1: Um how I have it set up or how I actually shoot it? Both. Okay. Both I have it set up where I have the I took out the tension mm-hmm. spring out of it now am am i mistaken by saying if you take the tension spring out of a button does it normally not cock
0: sometimes it depends on the model like okay and where the travel is adjusted um it depends on those two things
1: okay well with that one i can take it out and then i had set the travel to where it was since it's a the the click in that button requires travel and I have it set just past the click I have it set just past and with to punch it basically and then I took the to spring out and then the the thumb button just swings it just swings out of the way you don't have any reverse pressure against your uh, I think I think it's I think it works fantastically but with that I I use it to punch the, I have it set up to where I try to get perfectly when I when I set it up in my thumb I have they they all come with the safety pin the safety pin sticks out out of the thumb barrel well that's what I set my thumb on I set my thumb on on that safety pin at the very bottom and then really get leverage into it to punch it really uh but that uh It's really the money. I I love that. I love that release. Absolutely love it. It feels great.
0: Yeah. So uh, to repeat what he's saying, so he punches it. When the pin's ready, he lets it go. And I found it's like it's stiff and there's no travel on the button. And then when you do punch it, it just it flaps out of the way it just moves um, yeah pretty neat setup you got there but um yeah I, I do believe we were on a coaching call and i tried that out once and then i was like parker hey do not you try this and he's yeah. just stuck with it ever since but
1: yep that's, anyway. that's exactly what happened
0: Yeah, so um, one last thing I'd like to talk about that you did really early in preseason was working with your lens power. Um, Originally,
1: what lens power were you shooting? Originally, I was shooting a six with, I don't know if the dot size is the same on it. I have to go look. But I had a dot that would cover the entire nine ring. And my idea with that is, is coming from air rifle, I would try to, inst- like air rifle, not necessarily air pistol, you line up your aperture and there are circles inside your front sight and your rear sight for like air rifle. And then you just try to perfectly align that on the outside, on the outside of the bowl. Well, uh, on the outside of the black rings on air rifle targets, technically. And I had that same mindset going into archery. Well, if I have it big enough, I'll just go on the outside. The just small enough to be inside the yellow and when to know if I'm holding well, if there's a small ring of yellow outside of my dot. And originally, I changed that to a smaller dot after listening to one of your podcasts with Tim and then i was talking about it on the call about par shooting and what what's the other phrase um precise shooting? shooting yeah oh, precision yeah
0: precision and par precision. yeah
1: yeah par shooting and precision shooting and then i thought about it for a little bit and i was like well technically it's not really pers- i'd get more precise if i had a higher power lens right so I thought to myself well let's try that out I so I got my eight power lines out and tried that out and tried different dot sizes I had the same setup on that eight power as did my six power where it'd go around the nine then I was like well let me try around inside the 10. I was like man that that really works I really like that it holds when it holds so much better inside the ten ring when I can see the ten ring, and then, then I had problems with going from U- to USA archery targets with just a small ten. I was like, okay, let's go just smaller, right? So it fit. So it be almost. It's basically now. I, that's what it is now. The size of the twelve ring on a Lancaster target. If it's just inside the of an X ring, almost perfectly. And that's how I have it set up now. Because if I had it just the size beta to the 10 ring, I couldn't see it as well. And seeing those rings really helps me make sure uh, when to shoot. The, that's a big thing for me is seeing the rings. If I can't see those rings, I have a bad time on when to punch it. So wow. that's the progression of, you know, going. Yeah, home. that was Very my cool. That was the other big thing. Yeah. So,
0: so um, but, yeah, talking to Kyle, when I, uh, this is Kyle Douglas. Um, he's one mm-hmm. of the greatest command shooters out there. Him and Tim will tell you that the sight pitcher fires the shot. So it's like, you know, with the smaller dot. It sounds like um, when you get it really precise and lined up, you will probably be more consistent. But if the dot's a little bit too big on that, um, just that X on the USA Archery face, it's like you're you're unsure of when to fire the shot. Maybe yeah. that's right. And it's like you're like, oh, well, punch it anyway. And then it won't be perfect. Maybe I'm not sure if that's exactly. how you feel about that.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's almost exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, it's like,
0: huh? Oh, well, <laughs> bam! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, as far as how Rushmore went, you got third place there. Um,
1: what score did you shoot? Um, let me think, it was uh. It's down to 900 points, right? I mean, I shot one nine. The first day I shot 50 X's. I don't, I don't, uh, I think I shot. Something a little low, 24 to 25 X's. I think the second day. So like an 899 with 74. That sounds right. I think that's what I shot. An gotcha. 899 with 74 X's. Yeah. That's what I shot at rumble.
0: Very nice. Uh, pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um were you we kind of nervous at that tournament?
1: Uh Yeah, a little bit. The going into it. I was more I was more nervous about how my tournament nerves were going to feel than how I was shooting the bow. <laughs> like I wow. I, I was that was my big thing going into it. I was scared that because I, up until then I didn't get it with all my changes. I didn't get a shoot in any kind of tournament pressure up until that tournament. And I was like, man, I, I hope this pans out. And, you know, for how I, for how it went, I feel like I didn't do too badly, you know, but it, A lot better than what I expected. I thought my tournament pressure was going to eat me alive. I thought that was, that was my biggest worry about it. All is I I have, I have confidence in my shooting. It's just, is that pressure going to kill me or not? But yeah, uh, so
0: as far as. Um, like command shooting, um, I, I know that you have command shot a hinge. Is that is that correct in the past?
1: Yeah, I, uh, mm, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I would, I was command shooting it like I was manually rolling it. I was not, and and I usually had bad times where you know I was shooting an HBC at that point with a fast click and i'd personally i'd roll it super quickly like probably too quickly than i what i wanted and i would a lot of people like if you ask wade how i shot that hinge i would i'd be rolling it and then once it clicked it just fired like a recurve right yeah It'd just go off every time where i know i can make it click and it would stop like it wasn't just going past the click but it just, uh, I was just shooting it super quickly. Like I should have been shooting a button for the longest time, but I wasn't, but yeah, yeah.
0: Did you shoot good that way in your opinion?
1: I shot. Okay. I mean, I definitely shot good scores and I definitely shot bad scores too, but mm, On a a scale of one to 100, I'd say. On average, maybe a 75%, you know, on like shooting performance is how that really went, you know, Mm. I knew. It definitely wasn't the most precise thing in the world, and I should have fixed it a lot sooner, but there'd be times where. It shoot super well, but then there was times where it just wouldn't and sure but
0: yeah anyway that's that's a pretty unique jump though but as far as the terminate terminate nerves what exactly um do you focus on to kind of help with that
1: um before during both uh before everything but everything but shooting i like during lancaster i'd have a terrible time falling asleep terrible time i i already have a bad time falling asleep but worrying worrying about like in my head about what what i what i'm gonna be doing the next day that i have a, a bit of a struggle falling asleep but i try While I'm not shooting, I try to focus on everything but shooting. Try to get my mind calm for everything else. So, you know, shooting doesn't frighten me. Uh, But while I'm shooting, is more... (sighs) I wouldn't say I can't... I can't really calm myself. It's... While I'm up on the while I was up up on stage at Lancaster my legs were shaken really badly but what really got what really made me have still good shots was making sure that my pin my dot was in the middle before I punched it was like just being like same same routine just make sure it's in the middle as long as you're in the middle, fucking you, you, you can punch it as hard as you can. Just make sure it's in the middle. That's, I it, it was awful. That was that might have been that. That was the hardest part about it was while my entire body was shaking, you know, to make sure it was still in the middle.
0: Wow, but I, and that's that's a great point for anyone that does command shoot that is listening to this. The number one thing you need to do is to make sure the pin is in the middle before you punch it. Don't punch it and put the pin in the middle. Like if you could just yeah. flip those, you you'll be good. So yeah, yeah. It's it's really simple. Like command shooting is actually very simple. You just put the pin in the middle and make sure it's in the middle, and then you punch it. So yep. But um, yeah. And it doesn't like you said. It doesn't matter how hard. You punch it as long as the pin's in the middle and your form is good, your setup's good, and you've shot it and know that, hey, it's probably going to hit behind the pin, you know, and it's comfortable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, as far as um, Lancaster, so to qualify for Lancaster, what did you shoot?
1: Uh. Six fifty three, I think. Okay, now how did that yeah. qualification go? Um, qualification itself was iffy. I'd say I every okay. There was the two halves, the two three hundred rounds. Every every time I missed any, it was in the first half of each half. Right, I'd go five ends. I like the first the first 10, ten rounds the ten ends, I missed all four in the first five ends, and then I cleaned the second half. Same with the second <laughs> the second set uh, ten out ends is I missed three X's and then cleaned the second half, and I don't know I feel like that's something to do with like uh having nerves, keeping pressure on myself to make sure I do shoot good. I think that's where I mainly, that's where I fault most is qualifications at tournaments. I think I perform way better in like elimination matches or shoot downs is when I perform the best because I keep on myself that whole time. During qualifications, I Anytime I know I'm getting slack in my shot, that's when it goes downhill. But I that's I that's main qualification I'd say there went a little bit poorly than I wanted it to. Like I don't think qualification at Lanka since since I wasn't shooting for, you know, I had to hit all the tens, right? To shoot a nine hundred at Vegas. I didn't have to hit all the tens. I didn't have that much pressure on me. So I think personally, I did a little bit worse than what I wanted to do during qualifications at Lancaster, just because I know I didn't have the kind of pressure on me that I usually have. And so I didn't really have a reason to shoot worse, but I did that. So that really took it out of me.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. That that makes perfect sense. So um some people are the opposite and sometimes it just depends on the person or the bow setup or what you're doing. But yeah, it sounds like um you're just you were getting comfortable and you got, I guess, too comfortable and fired some shots where they just weren't quite right and they just yeah. get kind of close but not quite where it needed to be.
1: So Yeah, exactly. That's exactly so, how.
0: As far as eliminations, um, to, if you remember, I'm sure you do. How did
1: your eliminations go? Um, Really, really well. Right before eliminations, I, I was in the practice range. And I think going in there, the first arrow I shot was a 10. And... I cleaned the red, like every, every end I, I would shoot, uh, XX 12 every time. I I don't think I missed a single 12 in the practice range going, because going into it, I had, I was expecting, man, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to shoot at these 12s. I'm gonna have to, I I know the guys I'm going against, I know they, they're good shooters. So I was like, I'm gonna have to hit a 12. And so I was practicing for them in that practice range. I hit everything i was aiming at just the very first air was the first one i missed everything else i i hit what i was aiming at and going out there uh it was i think i shot a a 132 for my first match and i didn't go for any 12s because i think he shot uh, i I think he shot a couple of tens in the first two ends, so he went for a twelve, and then he missed it. But I just clean I cleaned the rest of the elevens, and and that's all I needed to do. I didn't need to shoot for a twelve. I wasn't going to even risk it at that point. And that went pretty well, honestly. That wasn't that wasn't terrible at all. That's not that's not where most of my nerves came from. Nerves came from going in that the last match, the first place that first place match against, uh, Drew, Drew Hortman. Is that his last name? I think yes. so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that terrified me because <laughs> I was shooting right back that shooting right next to him in practice. He didn't miss anything either. Oh, wow. <laughs> me and him in, in practice just didn't miss anything. I was like, yep, uh, this is going to be the toughest match of my entire life right here is. And, uh, just, uh, I, I know he's a good shooter, but right, right off the bat, he came out with a nine. And personally, I th- I just thought to myself, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm winning this. I'm not I'm not losing now. I'm not gonna miss one. I, I refuse to miss one. And
0: wow. yeah, there's no choice. In. There's no hope yeah. for it in the middle. It's like I have to do this.
1: And you just do have what you to. have to do. Um, I shot. I think it was my second end. I shot one ten. I shot a 10 in my second end and then he went for a 12 twice. I think I missed both of them. And I know going in that last arrow, I shot a nine, a big fat nine only because I think it just had to be on on target to even uh, for the win. And that, that, that terrified me. That was awful. Holy crap! I couldn't, I couldn't hold in the middle for nothing. There, I just had to make sure it wasn't. I just, I was, just thought to myself, just shoot, just shoot in the yellow, and you'll be fine. You'll be perfect, and you got it. And I just sent for it. it all I had to do is hit anywhere in the yellow, and I got it. And so that uh, that was definitely probably. The most nerve-wracking part of my archery career right there was that wow yeah i mean
0: i mean i've seen um we've all seen mikey um do that on purpose (laughs) but um yeah you did that um and you were super nervous but that's fine but dude um congrats again on that that's incredible shooting i feel like the only time you missed on on stage was a ten and that nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, hit every every other eleven. Did you have to go for any twelves? I didn't.
1: Well, yeah, go. I pra- I practiced for them, and I I was really hoping that I would have to. I <laughs> like I really wanted to because I still, you know, first time being on stage, never got to touch the twelve button. I never even touched it. So I was like, okay, well I I was just hoping that I got to, but I'm I'm thankful that I didn't have to, though, if that makes yeah, sense. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: twelves, so. twelves usually have to hit out of desperation,
1: it seems. So Yeah. Um, uh desperation or necessity, it seems like, you know, you get into yeah getting that pro class it seems nowadays it's necessity that you have to hit them all
0: a hundred (laughs) percent yeah insane shoot off that happened in the pro class so as far as the jump between lancaster and vegas that week um what did that week look like preparing for vegas um
1: not much still still shooting my I don't know if it was my strings or something during the flight, but after I got to Vegas and started practicing, my draw length just felt a little long. I don't know if something happened to my strings or they stretched, but I just changed changed the mods, and they're an eighth-inch anchorman. so I changed it an eighth-inch, and it made it perfect, which is crazy because I don't think my my strings would have stretched an eighth inch but I, I did it but it made it feel 10 times better but that's about the only thing i really changed from going but everything else i just just made sure i shot just shoot my bow shoot yeah. more there you go
0: yeah yeah so about how many uh rounds did you shoot a day or so preparing for days?
1: uh the like the couple days before vegas started or everything
0: yeah a couple um, days before
1: it was more than 3 probably but i don't not as many as you that's for sure <laughs> dude but i that's a whole other topic but um yeah, yeah definitely um, i know i know time. a couple of those days i might have shot One of the days I know I shot four or five, but I didn't try to overload myself. It seemed like I didn't want to, you know, terrify myself, go and go and practice forever and scare myself. But I know for a fact, yeah, I I do. I'm trying to find that balance, you know, I don't want to shoot too much, but I don't want to shoot too little either. Hmm. I, But I definitely think that it's a good thing I did not shoot, you know, if I didn't shoot at all, I don't think I would have like any of those days. I wouldn't have done as good as all as I did. But I think you, you definitely have to shoot, right? I I think it's a known fact that you have to shoot some, but I just had to figure out, you know, uh, definitely the between scoring days. I wouldn't shot maybe one or two games of practice right. between the days cuz i feel like uh i felt like if i shot too much i would hinder my actual scoring days for some reason i just had that in my mind that not to overdo it in the practice so
0: powerful yeah especially with as heavy of a bow and the holding weight and then as far as mental clarity um i, I find personally if you do shoot a ton um eventually you're just you're going to get bored and when you get bored i guess um that's when you're not going to be as focused and you're probably going to mess up so um yeah i think finding that balance of you know like one or two games is good and um just a few after if if you're not like actually trying to do anything you're just trying to maintain just whatever's comfortable for you at the moment. But excellent, super good. So, but as far as um, your rounds at Vegas, you shot in the compound flights, which is like an amateur class where they, um, you basically shoot and then you have your flight and it's like, is it like a shoot
1: off essentially at that point? Uh, to determine like first second and third like the top no it's by x's oh for for to rank everybody is by x's yeah by purely so there's no real shoot off at all okay that's only the championship class so
0: dang anyway yeah so how did how did you shoot at vegas
1: uh fairly well I'd say um my first two days definitely were a bit a little bit lackluster you know in practice I'd say I'm like a 28x average in practice 27 28x and first two days I shot 26 X's 220 a pair of 26 X is the first two days and I know for a fact I sh- could have easily shot a 28x if I just, i made some really dumb shots that i shouldn't have right i they they weren't in the middle and i punched it right they weren't there was no reason for me to as it was idiotic of me not to hit the middle because i just wasn't aiming there but uh then i ended up that last day you know uh me me and one other person were tied with Eight X's down, uh, me me, and another guy were tied for first place, and we were shooting right next to each other because in flights they rank you like that. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to miss very many. Well, going out there, uh, I was just pounding. I just I, I just knew mentally that I couldn't I couldn't miss. I, I wasn't going to be able to miss. So I didn't. So I ended up shooting a 30 X that last day. Absolute shooting out my butt, and uh, it was—I'd say—purely the first half was purely thinking to myself, "Don't, don't miss, because you're gonna have to shoot it. Your your shoe's still shooting against this guy, right? Even if he misses one, you still have five ends left. I think he missed." I think he was two X's down the first half, and I was like, "I, was, my mindset was still like, you cannot, you still can't miss two. Two is still in the realm of possibility of you could miss three in the second half. He could clean it. He's beating you. So wow. I, I had to keep, I had to keep that mindset going in that second half, and uh, I think at target change." He he missed one. He he shot a nine out low, so that was huge weight off of my shoulders. But and I mentally I thought, well, now it's a nine hundred that you have to shoot, and I was like, well, now I'm just have to shoot against myself. And one big goal I wanted to really be was shoot a thirty x at a tournament. That was my big thing. Was that right, right after, make sure you shoot perfect. Right, well, going against him, make sure you don't miss. Shoot your possible best. Then I'll. Then after that, you know, after getting that out of my head about oh, now you've beaten him easy now, right? No, you. I had to find something to keep pressure, and it was well, shoot a thirty x. I that pressure. I think that pressure for me personally is what really makes me shoot better i love uh when when i don't have any pressure on me it seems like i can still shoot good but my performance doesn't seem like it does as well as when i'm under any if i'm not under any kind of pressure if i'm under no pressure at all it's it's just airplane mode kicks on it's like why why am i yeah but yeah this exactly was that strident for that 30x was definitely like that was my goal at the end of the day was that that was it and absolutely just slammed her that's for sure Uh, awesome you know really sucks I wasn't in the championship class but you know we'll get her next year
0: yeah 982 x's that would have that yeah. would have ranked really well um i believe Braden galantine shot the same score so you'd be standing right there
1: yeah yeah that's yeah I, anyway i went and it. it was i don't know how many were above that it wasn't there was more under that than above for the 900 in the 900s so I would have been sitting really well, honestly, yeah. a lot better than I thought I would have going into it. You know, I, this year has been uh, thinking, man, I'm an amateur, right? That's that's how I started off the year. I'm an amateur. I still have stuff to work on. I, obviously, I still do, but I didn't think I was going to make the leaps and bounds that I already have. I didn't think I would grow this much in the time i did and it's probably because i didn't do the things that i did before right i didn't change my holding weight and i didn't change my precise aiming like i did i never tested that stuff out until now and it really just that pushed me it really did hard it pushed me far too so wow yeah
0: i i have a feeling that people listening to this podcast they're going to want to try out holding weight changes so yeah if you do shoot a matthews like the trx um go to bed i think it's bedfordarchery.com i'm not mistaken
1: i I think so it's it's bedford archery on instagram i'm not i'm fairly sure that's what the website is but i don't know if that's exactly what it is but it'll come up on his instagram
0: Yeah, so Bedford Archery um, and reach out if you want something custom, I guess. um, He could probably print it for you. Um, But yeah, you can change your draw length in eighth-inch increments, and you can also change your holding weight and achieve massive amounts of holding weight. And um, a general rule of thumb for people command shooting, this is very general, but Isaac recommends to do at least 21 pounds of holding weight if you're going to command shoot. So it just holds so much better. And then when you do command it, the lapse of time from the command to the arrow being released is faster since the valley is shorter. So that short valley is much more forgiving. So, but yeah, I hope people try out holding weight changes. Let's say if you're shooting like a PSC or a Hoyt, um, like for PSCs. You've got those stops. There's some, I think, Bomer stops out there. Um, A lot of new custom stops that have come out for those bows. Um, And then as far as Hoyt's for shooting, the SVX, there's some Bomer stops for that. Um, And then you can just untwist your control cable, like two and a half twists for every eighth inch of change at the bottom, I think is right. And then back out your limbs a little bit or whatever you have to do. HPT cam, 65%. You can just bump that sucker out. Um, Other bow brands. Elite has the adjustable holding weight. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so definitely, if you are command shooting, play a holding weight. If you're not, uh, I would still recommend to try it out. See see how much you can do. Um, I remember a long time ago, like last year, which is a long time, I I was at Iowa Pro-Am and I asked Jesse Broadwater how much holding weight should a person run and I quote perfectly as much as you possibly can is what he said and it just helps with under pressure a lot of guys have the up and down hold you just you just hold really well you can pile some weight on your bow but um yeah yeah so holding weight try it guys what else um Trying a higher lens power, I'd say for command shooting, definitely try higher lens power. Um, and then precision, if that's your thing, yeah. try it. Um, if you want to be a little bit less precise, that's fine. But definitely balance to see what you like best. But for a command shooter, I think precision is is definitely a way to go. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh do you, do you have any other um things you'd like to add to the podcast?
1: Um I started working on that uh I I Bedford, right, Isaac Bedford Hugh. He's going to be coming out with uh title bonds, title thing for the title not just for the TRX's. And, uh I started messing with that, though, cuz I got it in uh in Vegas and I started messing with it. It uh that's a good shooting bow, even though it's right now. It's way too long for me. I still set it up. Uh, it still shoots super well. S- super well, even though it's like three quarters of an inch w- too long for my drawing. It, <laughs> Holy it, cow. It, it. You know, I still I have more movement, right? My my pin moves still more than I want it to, but it it shoots like really well like I don't have the way I had my TRX set up I'd have left and right misses well uh left misses I think yeah mainly left misses is where I'd miss and that title it just the like I, I don't know how to explain it the I know if I was gonna miss left with that TRX because I could feel it I don't feel it with that title for some reason. Like the the same, I don't know what it is with it, but that that's a good shooting bow. But the pro I think my main problem is it's it's not gonna have enough holding weight that I want to. It's uh exactly. Yeah, so but uh, I I don't have anything else to add to the podcast that's worth any value, I think.
0: Yeah. I'm sure um we could get something figured out. For that um yeah as far as yeah. getting getting the holding way i'm sure isaac can whip up something or um matthews uh we're knocking at your door let's make a 65 let off mod people would yes love it. they they had them on what like the trg like a long time
1: ago oh well, yeah before my time yeah that's
0: yeah, before my time too actually um like literally as soon as i started shooting trg um i believe they had 65 percent mod um but anyway um where can people find you on social media
1: uh on instagram parker s baker so just like parker baker it'll just show up probably hopefully um yeah that's where that's mainly where all my social media happens. I have everything else, but I've never used anything else. So it's mainly just Instagram. If anybody just needs needs anything or wants to ask some questions, uh, that's where you can reach out to me.
0: Absolutely. So reach out to Parker on Instagram. And um, yeah, as far as this podcast, we are done. And if you want to meet Parker and I, on a coaching call in Champion Archer Academy, Uh, just go to www.championarcheracademy.com. We have a weekly coaching call. It's like 249 bucks. You get that call as long as I will be doing them and you get access to a 60 module online course that has pretty much everything, bow setup, mental game, um, form, shot technique, would love to add some more command shooting stuff in there because it's like a totally different ballpark. But um, Mm -hmm. I think we talk a lot about the command stuff on all of our podcasts. So you could probably get a pretty good idea, but feel free to reach out to Parker as well if you have any questions. But um, yeah, that's the end of this podcast. I hope the viewers have enjoyed this and we will see you in the next one.